the dad jokes. I can do one right now if you yeah, want. Go for it. What do you call uh what do you call a, a woman with no hands? Mary. Knock knock. Who's there? Not Mary. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't have hands. <laughs> Joke is not complete until the second wow. one. Wow. Yeah, that's wow. right. Wow. Because okay. people are like, wait, wow. Mary, I don't mm. I don't get that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, on that note. Yeah, that was a definite dad joke. <laughs> I did not laugh. <laughs> okay, I laughed. All right, here we go. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to part two of our podcast, where we are specifically talking about the phase of preschool. We're in this, just for clarification one more time, is we're talking from birth all the way up to about five years old. And we are uh, joined in the studio with our, our good friend now, Miss Janelle Willison, who is the preschool director at Genoa Christian Academy, right? Yes. And you're loving it, I right? I still am. Yeah. Yes. yes. And you yes. probably need a raise. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you're listening, whoever your boss is, if you're listening, give her a raise. She deserves it. Cool? Okay, great. Well, Thanks. This, this worked that out. That's nice awesome. of him. It's like yeah. a telethon. Mm-hmm. Hey. <laughs> Don't mention it. All right. Well, we, we did a couple questions in the first part. We're going to finish off now with our last two questions, and we'll just dive right in. Um, the, here's our next question for you, Janelle, is what do you wish every parent knew about the preschool phase? What do you wish every parent knew? And, and more specifically, why don't, why don't we talk more in regards to the sex talk? Now, mm-hmm. when people hear that right away, they're just like, wait a minute. I got to freak out a yeah, little bit. Yeah, right. Let me give some context. So, so obviously the culture that we live in is over-sexualized. I think we all agree with this, right? Yes. It's everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. It's in our, um, it's, it's in our, our shows, uh, social media, all this stuff. And, and not only that, but a lot of schools are starting to, I, I think, cross boundaries when it comes to this. And, and I know my wife and I, one of the things that we've been really frustrated with is that our culture is pushing us into these conversations sooner than we would like, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. And so um, I think as Christian, as Christian parents, it's, it's very, uh, I think it's very um, good for us to be thinking about these conversations and how we have them. Now, obviously, I, and I, I assume you're not going to say, yeah, have the birds and the bees talk with your little two-year-old, right? <laughs> right, right? No. Right. But I, I would say probably in this phase, we want to talk about laying the groundwork to prepare for these conversations when they come. W- would you say that's correct? Absolutely. Or? And again, you're your child's first and best teacher, right? You know right. them the best. So in our three-year-old classroom, I'm just thinking through their day and through their year and what that looks like. We work a lot on social and emotional regulation, right? Mm-hmm. So they need to know how to get into a line. They need to know how to put their coat jacket on. So we're just teaching that age-appropriate, developmentally mm-hmm. appropriate stages. So one thing that we find ourselves repeating are, you know, hands are for helping and not for hurting. Mm. Um, we're not going to lash out at our friends with our hands. And we're having self-control. You know, we're keeping our body still. Our body is our own. We're not touching each other. Mm-hmm. We're not fighting, you know. And and in the restroom, you know, we're in the stall by ourselves. We're responsible for washing our own hands and everything. So I think that just mimicking that and um, just showing them the right way to mm-hmm. behave in a social situation can help too. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I, I know um, when, you know, kids, kids are, <laughs> it's so funny. Like I, I'm shocked by what my my little four-year-old uh, James learns and stuff like this. And he'll learn mm-hmm. stuff from his older siblings and he'll say things. I heard him say, dang it, the other day. He was like, <laughs> dang it. And I was like, whoa, whoa, 
you're yeah. four. I was right. like, stop right. it. You know, innately and, terrible, but it's like, you're right. not a first child. I can yeah. Tell. Yeah. That's <laughs> you're right. the baby. It was terrible for James. I was like, I don't like it this one bit. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then when he said, I was like, dang it, why did he say that? And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, but yeah, you know, um, I think, uh, well, let me ask you guys this and, and, you know, Chrissy, you as well, cause I know you've got, mm-hmm. you've got kids that are older than mine, but like, um, wh- what do you guys suggest in terms of, are we teaching them what body parts are and stuff like that? Or like, like what, what does that conversation look like? I mean, even talking about modesty, you know, mm-hmm. in preschool, having your, your daughter, if she wears a dress, she wears shorts under it, right? Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. are personal things. You know, we just dress for God's glory. Right. You know, it's our body is his temple. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Well, and I think as far as like the verbiage and words to use, I am a big fan of using not the words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like oh, I do not want I do not want to hear my 3-year-olds saying the V word or the P word, you know, <laughs> as far as body parts. Right. It just it strikes you harder. It's like, "Oh, I do not want to hear and that word is a trigger word that people look and left and right and so we've always used different alternate words that are softer, you know, and don't kind of cause a trigger um, for anybody around us. Uh, and obviously knowing how to talk about potty words or potty right. things quietly versus, you know, broadcasting in a room, just the little things that you can teach your children. So I don't know, there's two different camps using the actual biological yeah. term. And of course, my children have learned what the real word is, because it's sad when you hear a 10th grader calling it the preschool word right. <laughs> you know that kid has needed a right. little bit right. of right. Right. but he needed the sex talk is yeah. what he needed so interesting i think okay. it's important to just do what is right for your family right. and what you can live with <laughs> and right. commit to socially and more importantly in your family yep. and don't overwhelm them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right keep yeah. it on their level keep it simple right right right, right. and yeah that that's you know one thing i've noticed about parenting is that there's there's a million parent books out there, mm-hmm. but it is funny that like it, it, you, you do have to tailor, make it for your family yes. specifically. You know, I've noticed this with my four kids where I'm like, man, you know, we, we thought we talked about this in the first session where you think you figure it out with your first kid, then your next kid is born and you go, oh man, well, I'm going to have to change things. I discipline my kids differently. Mm-hmm. Like certain kids don't need, right. like Mora needs different discipline than Jack does, mm-hmm. my first two kids. And so that that was a pretty eye-opening thing for me. And, and you know, I, I know this goes without saying, but when we, all of this stuff is just suggestions that we're saying exactly. from us. Right. Right? I mean, ultimately the main thing is that um, I, I think we all agree. And if you're a Christian parent, you should be pointing your kids towards Jesus with every mm-hmm. opportunity you get, right? Yep. But some of, the, some of the, the talk about specifically what we do could change, you know? And mm-hmm. we said this at the parent conference. We're just like, hey, I, I, when I got up and did my talk, I said, my family does it this way. I mean, I think it's perfect, but uh, you might not. <laughs> and, and obviously I'm joking, but like, <laughs> but, um, but we've got our flaws, right? And your kids may be completely different than my kids. Mm-hmm. And so these are just suggestions. And, and, and it is, it's, sometimes that can be a little discouraging, you know, because I've, I've talked to parents who they're like, this worked. And then we do it. And I'm just like, well, it didn't work for us. Like right, what's, what's right. going on? You know? Mm-hmm. Cause, cause I know in regard to the, the, the labeling, the, the body parts, I've heard the other side of the camp as well. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, I don't know where I land on it. I'm the same as you because I'm just like, I don't want my three-year-old right, saying the technical straight. terms. It just feels wrong. Mm-hmm. And then I've got other friends who are just like, no, 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 it is the technical word and it's gotta be this. And so I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. so I get it. So, right. but, but I think the important part of this conversation that we're talking about is, and, and just to kind of summarize it, we're teaching the kids 
that they have body parts mm -hmm. that are private to them, right? right? We don't want them, uh, you don't want them to be loosey goosey with mm -hmm. modesty and stuff like that. So right. is that Modest correct? is hottest, right? Yeah. <laughs> I told my wife that in college, modest is hottest. There it is. You yeah. keep reminding yourself. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I know at this age too, pictures um, are a thing that anymore i mean disney plus is sliding in mm -hmm. things um different 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 avenues youtube i know a lot of parents don't just send their kids off with youtube like full-blown youtube but now they make a kids youtube which is a better version if you're going to use it but um you have to kind of teach your kids to not only have the verbiage to go with it but like pick good pictures bad pictures um there's actually a book out about that that kind of helps a parent talk it through with a child in a book format where it's like, Hey, uh, and it just reminds you about those private words that we've talked about. Those should not be in pictures. When you see that you turn and run, you, mm. you show mom, you, you, you know, get away from that and, um, that that's not respectful and it's, you know, different things. So teaching through picture too, I mean, our kids are very visual right now and that's where the world is dangling the carrot, you know, the, the different shows that are out and the things that we have to be on alert for. So I think that's good too. I agree. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I know you guys will agree with what I'm about to say. Nobody cares about your kids more than you do. Mm -hmm. right? right. Right. Um, the, the, the culture does not care about your children. That's they are true. a product to your child mm -hmm. and they want your kid watching their show. They want them listening right. to their podcast. They want them doing all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And and this is, this is what kills me nowadays. It's like this whole, like, uh, um, or like, I'm trying not to get political here, but like, mm -hmm. like this, this idea that people outside of your family know what's best for your children right. is the complete wrong mindset. Right. The family, I mean, this is straight biblical. The family, it, God created the family for this reason. Mm -hmm. Your child's spirituality is your responsibility. Right. Your, your child's purity is our responsibility as parents. And when we outsource this to other people, that's when, that's when problems happen, you know? Mm -hmm. Because when you outsource it, like when, when problems come up, the, the people outside of the family, typically they're not there for the kid the way they need to be. Mm -hmm. Mom and dad will like, obviously generally speaking here, mom and dad care most for your kid, right? right? And this is what we try to teach our kids. I'm like, hey, people are gonna let you down. We as your parents, we will always be there for you, no matter right. what you do, no matter how you mess up. And so so I just, I, I just kind of, a, I wanted to reiterate that point that like, um, be, because to your point with the pictures and stuff like that and, and you know, stuff online and all this stuff, I mean, mm -hmm. There is no question they're trying to teach young children sexual content at a young age. Yes. They want them learning this stuff. And so we just got to be, and I've been a lazy parent many times before where I'm just like, oh yeah, just put the TV on and just let them mm -hmm. go. Mm -hmm. Babysitter. And, yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. The digital babysitter, right? And yeah. but, but then there's been a couple of times where I've watched the show. It's not blatantly in your face, but there's ideologies I don't want my kid learning about. Right. And I'm like, oh my goodness, not on this show. Mm -hmm. This is a great show. So right. I think, you know, in, just to kind of wrap up this question, like the whole thing about the sex talk is be very intentional with your kids. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, yes. mm -hmm. don't, don't give them more than they can handle. That's at the right. Time. Yeah. And don't assume, don't assume that people outside of your family have the best interest for your kids, That's you right. know? And I mean, for sure, there are some people, you know, hopefully, hopefully you can trust in your church family, you right. know, in, in youth group, we have small group leaders who I think, I, I, I mean, that's the only reason I have them on our, our leadership team right. is that I feel they're trustworthy and stuff. But, but parents, you are the primary influence. You are the yes. primary spiritual influence. So. And then if we don't indoctrinate our children, the world will. Mm -hmm. They'll be very happy to step into that role if we submit and allow. Yep. And, and even sometimes I see in parenting the parents are allowing the kids to call the shots. Right. And then 
you know, to avoid the conflict. But um, you have to pick your battles for sure. And you can't say no to everything. But a parent still has to be the leader. Yeah. And so many times I babysat for 13 years before I took this job as kids director. So um, I've been getting paid for watching kids for a long time yeah. and, and loving on kids and, oh, yeah. and teaching them Jesus. And um, But to see how a lot of times, and even in my own parenting, I've seen that sometimes I'll allow my kid to tell me what to do versus me because of love knowing which direction that child needs to go you know speaking that truth and i mean mm-hmm. how many times have i watched a parent fight with their toddler or preschooler in the car seat right because mm-hmm. the kid doesn't want to get in the car seat I Did, mean, were you watching me this morning oh, getting my kids oh, out of the, the that's van that's when you have to use the strong arm and you say i'm the boss and you yeah. click it without <laughs> right. getting right. their skin right. that's right <laughs> don't pinch their like like why are happened. you crying oh. <laughs> i've done that a You're couple fine. of times yeah. there's a blood blister on yeah that's your, right your little five point harness leg that's right <laughs> that's terrible that's good and, and I, I just want to touch on one thing you said about indoctrination like mm-hmm. that that is not a word that people like to use yes. mm-hmm. somebody is indoctrinating your kid that's right right whether it's you or that's the culture outside. Somebody is doing it. So, so the parents, this is free reign. Indoctrinate your children right. with the it word sounds, of God. Like yes. mm-hmm. that's not a bad thing. We're we are we're mandated by Scripture to do that. We you are. know, Deuteronomy six says this. It's like tell your kids this all the time. That's right. right. Always be telling them this stuff. So don't like. This this whole concept of I'm gonna let I'm gonna let them decide what mm-hmm. they want to do. Okay, I get this. You know, when when they're a little bit older, like you you don't want you don't want their faith to be based just on your faith. You want it to be their own faith. Mm-hmm. But when they're young and you're teaching them this stuff, this is why I always tell people: children, you guys know this. Kids are born with sinful nature. Everybody's born with a sinful nature. Mm-hmm. Your children, like the, our natural inclination, is not to walk towards God; is to walk away from God. Right. And so when we teach them and indoctrinate them with the doctrine of scriptures and stuff like this, it is us pointing them towards Jesus. Mm-hmm. If you're not right. pointing them towards Jesus, you're pointing them towards the world. Right. Yep. So. Free reign, indoctrinate for Jesus. That's, That's what right. I say. Right. Black and white. Get a bumper sticker or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else on that question? You want to move to the next one? We're good. Let's, let's move. Let's do the next one. All right. So, um, Janelle, how do we best support a child during this phase of the preschool years? What's the best way that we can... Sure. I think we've touched on, you know, little pieces or whatever, but Mm -hmm. one thing that really um, changed the course of our parenting is the community that we surround ourselves with. Mm -hmm. So a good, solid church community. That's one thing I miss about having adult kids. Mm -hmm. When they were little, we had um, small groups with kids the same ages, you know, that our kids were the same point in our life. And as our kids get older, that changes, right? Mm -hmm. Kids get into youth groups, so Mm -hmm. they're going to youth group or they go to Bible class. Um, and then as parents of adult kids, wow, mm-hmm. our community's changed, yeah. right. right? So um, just having someone to reach out to for sound biblical advice, mm-hmm. right? You don't want to reach out on Facebook to a mom's group and ask opinions about raising and guiding your child spiritually because you're going to get so many answers that don't align okay. with our beliefs, right? right? So you want to rely on that community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as your child grows, just again, ingraining in them the need for that anchor and right. their church family or I mean their family in general, and then ranging out into that church family that God surrounded them Absolutely. with and having that environment cultured through the whole process, not just, hey, you're a high schooler, let's right. um, be in a small group and right. figure out what that means. Right. Otherwise, it becomes an unnatural there's right. a big gap there. I but. think when our kids see us in community, they desire that mm-hmm. as right. well. Yeah. 
Right. You know, I can remember my kids couldn't wait till Friday night Bible study because they saw their friends. That's awesome. So it was just as much a community for them mm-hmm. as it was for Mark and I. That's so great. Yeah. And it moves from fun to um, just the eternal, the, right. the spiritual side right. does blossom. Through and, you know, our group got to walk through some scary things with mm-hmm. each other, some terrible yeah. things with each other, but also celebrate victories mm-hmm. and see God working in our lives. Which is why we small group, because our church is so big. If yeah. you come Sunday to Sunday, you leave, you show up, you get a good message, you get fed, and you leave. Mm-hmm. I mean, to not have the, the family, church family wrapped around you, to I mean, you just feel, you still can feel alone in such a big place. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. easy to fall through those cracks. Mm-hmm. Small groups keep you accountable. They yeah, keep they you, do. like, uh, you, in that community and stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you had mentioned that you, you'd said uh, you've been through some tough times. Can you share that story you told us earlier about your, your sure, daughter, Chelsea, sure. yeah, and, um, and, and how community helped you get through that? Absolutely. So um, Chelsea's our third. Mm-hmm. She was, um, you know, there's five years in between she and Corbin. So we thought maybe we're done, you know, having kids, but God <laughs> gave us another one. And a blessing. So uh, it was, oh, she is a blessing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so when she was four months old, we went to the typical well baby checkup at the pediatrician and everything was going well. And he felt her belly and he got quiet and I was by myself. Mark was at work and he said, I want you to go to children's right now. So he loaded us up. We went down to Children's. Mark met me there. And sure enough, she had a tumor that was about eight millimeters right on top of her kidney. And it extended across her spine and wrapped around her aorta. So this was not how we expected our well baby checkup to go, right? At four months. four months old. Oh, man. So I think I shared with Matt earlier, like social media didn't exist, right? We had to use the phone and call people. Mm -hmm. You know, text messages were like 35 cents a piece. You just didn't do that, right? So you had to call people. And, you know, as a man, Mark and his job likes to fix people, right? He cares for people, puts out fires. He meets people on their worst days. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So his first instinct was to say, are you okay, Janelle? And he ran down to the emergency room to find the doctors he knew. Like, can you help me fix this, right? Mm-hmm. Well, no, we can't, but we can walk alongside you, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, we call one of our community church group leaders. This is what's going on, you know. So we spent a month in the hospital just diagnosing this tumor. What is it? Wow. What are we going to do? It was stage four, and for a four-month-old Wow, how scary, right? Mm -hmm. She was given a 25% chance of surviving till her fifth birthday. So we um, pretty much packed our stuff, stayed at Children's Hospital for almost two years. We were in and out of treatment. And she went through some very serious treatments, uh, stem cell transplant, everything, radiation, chemo, um, surgeries. But um, we had that community. Yeah, We had people who showed up that day. Yeah. And brought us what we needed, prayed with us. They took care of our five and seven year old mm-hmm. until my parents could get back in in town to help with that. You know, and our yeah. thing was we're not leaving until she's healed, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And just the prayer, the mm-hmm. the um, support that my family received from that community was immeasurably. But it didn't stop there. There was a little guy a couple rooms down who um, was three, very very ill. His mom dropped him off. When she found out the diagnosis, she left him. Mm-hmm. So little Felipe was alone. Right. So not only did my friends get a chance to minister to us, mm-hmm. they got to minister to Felipe. Yeah. They took him on walks through the hallway. They bought him tennis shoes. They bought him food and snacks and movies. So I feel that 
just our community wow. extended beyond that. And your community wasn't just those medical community peoples, right? You're no, talking your my church, church community. community. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yep. That's yes. incredible. So Chrissy and I were talking earlier. You know, Chrissy, you we we won't go into it, but there mm-hmm. there's been tough times in your life. Yeah, there's been sure. tough times in my life, and mm-hmm. clearly right. what you were just talking about, mm-hmm. and that that's. One thing I know about uh, this church, right? And this is the only church I've really worked at. I worked at another church for like nine months, but but this has been the church where I've been at for almost my entire ministry, 15 years. And the one thing that my wife and I constantly talk about is the thing that, that keeps us at Genoa. It's not the size of it. It's not that stuff. It's it's the people here. Mm-hmm. And um, you can you can attest to this when you guys were going through your hardship and when we were going through ours. Oh, yeah. Um, Nothing is better when church steps up, you know, and, and and then there becomes like a, like you've got family, but then your church becomes your family and stuff. And, and, you know, I'm thinking when you have a, a birth to five-year-old, you know, those are, I mean, those are tough times, yep. you know, and, and I, I say that lightly, obviously, but like, especially when you have your first preschooler and you're just right. like, oh man, you're, you're not getting much sleep and stuff. And, and I mean, what a great time to rely on the body of Christ, yes. you know, to rely on others and yeah. So I, I think that's great advice, you know. In fact, that that advice could go for any phase we talk about, yeah. you know. And maybe we'll 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 put that as the uh, we'll say that in the rest of the phases too. We'll be like, let's remember Janelle's wisdom community, <laughs> and then we'll say, all right, now tell us something else about preschool or middle schoolers and high schoolers, you know. But but yeah, community is huge, it and is. it's it's very. Um, I mean, the Bible. You know, you think back to the the, uh, the early church in the Book of Acts. I mean, it says they they had everything in common with one another. I mean, and they, they were met there. in their houses daily. Yeah, they ate they together, broke they shared bread, life yeah. together. Absolutely. Right, right. So that, that's great advice. So, when I tell you, I was here at Genoa for seven years when my family crisis happened that Matt was speaking about. And it was a pregnancy-related issue, but um, I had been here seven years serving. You know, being in VBS. Um, music and different things, trying to serve in different spots. Hadn't really found my niche in seven years, truly. I mean, Mm -hmm. just a little bit of everything. And um, it took that event and that crisis in our home because like we said, too, about family, my family was right across the street. They were seven minutes away. My family has always been and has always, you know, that's just what I know. And they are always my my first go-to support. But during that crisis, that seven years into being here as a church member, it took that to show me the family that I have in our church family. They stepped in in such Mm -hmm. a big way. I mean, when you have a family who's already supporting and filling needs, but then your church family comes in and feeds you every single week. One lady took every Tuesday for the rest of the time I was on bed rest. I mean, that was from anywhere from 12 to 20 nights that she fed us personally, her family did, on Tuesday every night. Right. And meal trains are the best. Yeah, you guys had the same. I had so much lasagna. Your meal it train, was awesome. I couldn't even get in on yeah. your meal train. Right? I, I still I need to send too. you a gift card. It's awesome. Wait, what'd you say? I still need to send you a gift card. Yeah, let's do that now. <laughs> After we're done free, here. free, yeah. praise God, but I'm still sending you that gift card. But I still want that gift card, Chipotle. Chipotle I couldn't please. get in edgewise because <laughs> right. the church was pouring yeah. into the Clarks when yeah. they were going through their worst and... That is the body of Christ. That yeah. is the it beauty is. of this body. It is. I love it. Mm-hmm. So, so again, just to kind of summarize that, I, I think community, lean on community, mm-hmm. don't be afraid. I mean, how many people, um, may, maybe it's a guy thing, I don't know, but a lot of times I don't like asking for help. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'd rather do it myself. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, the, the good thing about doing it is when you ask for help, you're allowing somebody else to use a gift and, and to show love right. of Christ, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like... It's good to kind of set aside the pride and say, "Hey, yeah. as a preschool parent, man, I this is tough, man. Right. I, I'd love to, 
you know, uh, can we grab some coffee? You can tell me how you do it with your kids. And, um, you know, uh, we, we have, uh, some close families in our, our group here and my wife would always trade off babysitting. And so, because, you know, during this time, the marriage also kind of, um, it's easy to overlook the importance of a strong marriage because you're just like, it's the kid, the kid. And so what we would do in our small group is, uh, one family would be like, Hey, we're going to take all the kids at my house. And then uh, that was when all these groups. Now we only had a couple of kids between us, but now right. there's it's legit. Let me see seven. Eight, there's like 15 kids represented right, in our three groups, <laughs> and so now nobody's babysitting all 15. <laughs> now the older kids are babysitting. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's true. That's a wonderful thing. But but we would we would lean on the community, and we would say. Um, uh, like we would take all the kids so the other two couples could go out on a date, mm-hmm. you know, and then, awesome. and then we could, and then they would take our kids and then we could go out on a date. Cause you remember the priorities are God first, then marriage, then kids, right. you know, uh, when those priorities get mismatched or like a lot of, a lot of people put kids above marriage and then when the kids move out, the marriage isn't good, right. you know? And so it's very important, but community can help with that kind of stuff, right. you know? So lean, 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 like, don't be afraid to ask, set that pride aside and and let people bless you. Like right. Chrissy's getting me a gift card. Like That's I'm super right. pumped about now it. I, now I've said it. Now I have to do it. <laughs> this is this is online. People have heard know. you say it. You owe me a gift card. <laughs> what I wanted to know though was yeah. did you was there anybody in your small group, Matt, who bartered out the childcare and then never took it? Like did Ooh. they is there anybody who right. kind of got a free shot and oh, got date man. nights but never babysat? I'm gonna call them out right now. Oh man, get ready. <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> The name of that person was no one. They all did oh, it. I'm, good. Yeah, everybody That's a good did small great. Group. Yeah, could you imagine? I'm just like my friend such and such went on all the dates in the world, <laughs> never watched a single. Kid. You would have to oust them. Oh yeah, right. I would. They would, too. they would be gone. I'm not afraid to oust on a podcast. So <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But well, I want to thank both of you guys, um, Chrissy. Obviously, you're 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 a co-host, so we're going to hear from you again. Yeah. But Janelle, thank you so thank much you. for your uh, for, first off for what you're doing at the school. You know we. At Genoa Church, we look at the academy as a ministry, right? Which I definitely think it is. These kids are, they're hearing about Jesus a lot. Um, so, you know, as a as a dad who's had now all four of my kids go through this yes. preschool, I want to thank you guys for what you're doing. You and your team are doing an awesome thing. And um, thank you for coming to the parent conference that we did. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And thank you for all this wisdom. We really appreciate it. Is there anything you'd like to say to end with, or do you feel like you've gotten everything out that you need to say? I think I've gotten everything out. Do you want a gift card from Chrissy also? Or? She sent me one last week, and that's no what? joke. Are you kidding? She did. <laughs> that's my gift card. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We always joke that Chrissy is the most considerate person I've ever met. I'm just like, man, like she always she's a gift giver. Sometimes you know? my words aren't enough. Yeah, which reminds me, uh, Christmas is coming up. I need you to pick some gifts for my wife, and then I'll just put my name on them. So, all right, well. Um, so that, that is the preschool phase. So, uh, again, thank you guys for being here and, um, anything else you want to say, Chrissy, before we end? Are we no. good? God bless us, everyone. There we As go. As we move forward. There we <laughs> go. These ages. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening and, uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs>